Welcome into A to Z Sports, powered by BetMGM. I'm Austin Stanley. He is Zach Bingham. Make sure you follow us on Twitter, at A to Z Sports, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, all over the socials. We're Nashville's on-demand sports talk network, and we go live every weekday morning at 8 central time. Got to thank our sponsors because they truly make it happen for our show, and they help out you guys. Renters Warehouse Nashville, the professional landlords in the Nashville area, at renterswarehouse.com. Man, do the pulse of fitness. One 15-minute workout equals five-plus hours in the weight room. Mandu.com, your first workout is free. Uh, Wilson County Hyundai, for your new ride, head out to Lebanon, wilsoncountyhyundai.com. Calvin and Suttles, for your brand-new hardwood floors and finishings, they are at calvinandsuttle.com. And the Bone & Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. Uh, Jawan's or Jaquan says, "Got here late. What happened to Derek Henry 22? You didn't get here late, Jaquan. You got here right on time, baby. Because we are about to get into it. Pro Football Network, that is a newer network when it comes to covering the NFL, uh, has put out their list of the top 25 running backs in the NFL for the upcoming season. And this list is done by Matt Williamson, who has been covering the NFL for a long time." Uh, for previous employer, I believe was ESPN. But Matt Williamson, who has credibility, came up with his top 25 running backs list. We're not going to waste your time with, you know, the Clyde Edwards-Hilaire or Antonio Gibson, Raheem Mostert conversation. We're going to go straight to the top. And Zach, the top does not include Derrick Henry because the number one running back in the 2021 season, according to Matt Williamson, is Christian McCaffrey. Number two is not Derrick Henry. That's Saquon Barkley of the Giants. Number three is not Derrick Henry. That would be Alvin Kamara of the New Orleans Saints. Derrick Henry is not number four. That is Dalvin Cook from the Minnesota Vikings. So Derrick Henry, who rushed for over 2,000 yards last year, who has led the league in rushing the last two seasons, is fifth, according to Matt Williamson of the Pro Football Network, in top running backs coming up this season. As you see, Christian McCaffrey, Barkley, Kamara, Cook, and Derrick Henry. Zach, I will let you react. Well, I think it's ridiculous, first of all, and, and the list is ridiculous because uh, we'll talk about a, our top three running backs. Uh, one guy I didn't even mention in his top five, and it's it's like he's oblivious. It's I know that sometimes these lists are just to get clicks. Like, I do. I, I, I understand that. I own a digital media company. I get it. Now, we don't condone that, but I also understand that one man's opinion can be disagreed uh, a, a great deal. I disagree with this. This is ridiculous. Derrick Henry is the best running back in the NFL. And if he was second, okay. If he's third, maybe. But fifth, that's asinine. So, and and Matt Williamson has credentials. I remember reading his stories uh, when he did used to work for ESPN.com. And so he usually puts out good work, but this is trash. And he needs to look himself in the mirror because this is not based on injury, right? I mean, Saquon Barkley is number two. So that tells you that it's not, oh, he could get hurt. Derrick Henry. I, and I have not read the reasons why we're going to get into that, so I'm yeah. very curious. But on the surface, this is dumb. 
Yeah, it's it's very dumb. Ethan Randy says no Nick Chubb in the top five. There's uh, a couple of guys that need to be in the top five that are not, not in the top not, five. Not everybody can be in the top five because, I, you know, Alvin Kamara is very good. Saquon Barkley is really good, but his season ended in week two last year. Christian McCaffrey had a three-game season because of injuries last year, too. Dalvin Cook's also very good. But at number six is Nick Chubb. Seven is Ezekiel Elliott. Eight is Aaron Jones of the Packers. Nine, Jonathan Taylor in the division with the Colts. And 10 is Joe Mixon of the Bengals. After that, there's a significant drop-off because then you get to Austin Eckler and Miles Sanders. So we're not going to go any deeper in this. But I will go ahead and share with you uh, of the reasoning of why Derrick Henry is fifth on the list from Matt Williamson. So here is the blurb from the article uh, about Derrick Henry fifth. All Henry has done is lead the NFL in rushing for two straight years. On a yards per game basis, Henry topped the league by over 15 yards more than the second place finisher, who I believe was Dalvin Cook last year. Henry is a force of nature with the ball in his hands. So why is Henry down the five in these rankings? The reality is there's a case to put him first because he's so unique, but Henry just doesn't contribute enough as a pass catcher. Still. This guy has scored 49 touchdowns over his last 45 games. That's remarkable. So, Zach, he just doesn't do enough in the passing that's game. Why that's why you. I heard that from you for a long, long time. And so yeah. uh, that's, that's something you spewed on this show so much. So it's kind of funny that you read that and you reading that, and that's dumb. That's he, This dude's a dumbass for that stupid-ass take, and now I'm pissed. Because I've heard that BS for years. And what has Derrick Henry done? He's proved my ass right and everybody else wrong because all of the doubters, whether it was Buck Rising saying don't give his ass a contract, that was stupid. Whether it was you saying he'll never be a pro bowler and then for years and years nitpicking, oh, I can't do this, can't do that. He is the best. He is number one. He has been and will be and is. So uh, that, it drives me nuts that this guy's one thing, his one deal, is that, you know when he does catch passes, Matt? He takes that trash, he, uh, man, I almost cussed. He takes that all the way to the yard, 75 yards. And that's in, on a screen pass. Watch the tape, grind, crunch the tape, and then talk to me. Actually, watch these football games. I bet my bottom dollar, Matt Williamson, has not watched a full Titans game. I bet you he has not won a full Titans season. This is absolutely ridiculous with all this BS. What is he going to say about Saquon Barkley? Jesus, this well, is ridiculous. Well, the 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 okay. Look, here is here is a truth. Here are two two true comments I'm about to say. Derrick Henry should not be the fifth best running back in the NFL on this list. He should be number one. Also true. Derrick Henry does not contribute in the passing game like the other running backs that are ranked ahead of him. But here's also the third truth. I don't give a shit. I don't care if Derrick Henry does not contribute in the passing game when it comes to ranking the top five running backs in the NFL, fresh off back-to-back years of leading the NFL in rushing. So I think this list is ridiculous. Why you drop Derrick Henry all the way down to fifth because he doesn't catch passes is ridiculous when he scores 49 touchdowns over the last 45 games. He's scoring over one touchdown per game. Guys aren't doing that in the NFL. Quarterback, Buck pointed this out last night on primetime. There's a lot of quarterbacks 
who start in the NFL who have not thrown for 49 touchdowns in their last 45 games. The fact that Matt Williamson uses that little thing against Derrick Henry to move him all the way down to fifth on the list. You here's used to do that, though. Do what? You used to do that. Uh, you no, used to I, move him down on your Zach, list when, because of that. So right. I am going nuts. Zach, I did that. Sense. Zach, I did that before he led the league in rushing the last two years. Right? Things. Derrick Henry is a different beast the last two years than he was the first two years of his career. The third year of his career, in the middle of it, was kind of a tale of two stories. And he started off slow. The second half of his third year was incredible. And he has not been slowed down ever since, right? And so Derrick Henry is an absolute stud. And he is the number one running back in the entire NFL. And Matt Williamson using, he doesn't contribute enough in the passing game as the reason to move him from fifth. Like, especially when the top two guys on his list played a combined five games last year. So that brings me to my next point. And this is the most important thing. Love of the show is going to Roland on Facebook because Roland brings up the point that Matt just forgot to think about. And I don't know why this eluded his little paragraph or a couple of sentences that he wrote to justify why Derrick Henry was fifth on this list. But Roland, love of the show. 22 doesn't miss games like the other running backs on the list. The best ability is availability. And you know whose ass is not available? Christian McCaffrey last year. Saquon Barkley last year. The top two guys aren't there. So, and why did Carolina not have the season that they could? They were within a a, a field goal or a touchdown of, of like seven games last year. Well, you know who would have helped them? Oh, Christian McCaffrey. You know what would help Daniel Jones not get sacked all the time and strip fumbled? Yeah, I watched the Giants games, Matt. You know who would have helped? Saquon Barkley. But he wasn't there because of injury. That has to come into play. And so the reliability of Derrick Henry, I think, solidifies him being the number one running back in the league. And Austin Derrick Henry has been the number one running back in the league the last couple of years. Yeah, the last couple of years, he absolutely has been. And there's no argument about that. Well, you argued that before. So no, I, no. I, I, I argue, Zach, I argued that before he led the league in rushing the last two years. Look, let's not forget completely that back in the middle of the You 20- did not have him as the best running back. That's wrong. You had Christian McCaffrey before last season. You were wrong, bro. Do you not think I remember this? So don't lie to the public. You literally, we had a full show of it. It was at King's Bowl, I remember, and that's okay. where it was. Okay, if I had... So, if so I, admit you were wrong. Okay, all right, my bad. Then I misremembered that, that if I had Christian McCaffrey ahead of Derrick Henry going into last season, then that makes sense. Christian McCaffrey had a hell of a 2019 year, and, and then he got hurt. Derrick Henry had the fifth best season of any running back in NFL history on top of leading the league in the rushing the last time. So... I will say this, there's only one scenario, one situation where you can actually hold the Derrick Henry doesn't contribute in the passing game against him. The only time you can do that is in a contract negotiation. When when the Tennessee Titans are negotiating with Derrick Henry's agent about a contract, that is the only way you can actually say, well, he doesn't contribute enough on third down in the passing game against him to lower his value because the Tennessee Titans 
have to have a running back who can pass protect better than Henry and who can catch better than Henry on the roster, taking up cap space. That's the only nuanced conversation where you should be allowed to bring up the fact that he doesn't contribute in the passing game enough. He is the best running back in the NFL when he's on the field as a decoy because how insanely good have the Titans' play-action numbers, passing numbers been over the last two years with Tannehill as Derrick Henry has been dominating the line of scrimmage. It's been phenomenal. Right? So the Tennessee Titans have the best running back in the NFL. There's a lot of good dudes. Like McCaffrey, when healthy, is a stud. Alvin Kamara is a freak of nature and is really good. I'm curious to see what the Saints look like without Drew Brees, obviously. Dalvin Cook is really good, too. But Saquon Barkley is a freak as well. But none of those guys are the freak level of Derrick Henry and what he's been able to do the last couple of years. Derrick Henry is all-encompassing. Uh, I The reason why I got upset is because you said something you didn't say. That's the only reason. Ethan, I'm not trying to hold or allow him to change his opinion. I understand no, you changed his you're, opinion. You're holding but that no, but you're But you said you're some, something that was incorrect. So there's a difference. There's a difference than evolving your opinion than you saying you said something that you didn't say. That's okay. the point that I was trying to make. That's why oh. I went off the deep end. So do, that that so that has to be. I will hold you accountable for that. That's fine. Derek, that's fine. I misremembered that, but I have been very but, consistent. Uh, and I didn't misremember. That was all that's I was fine. reminding you about. So that's fine. here's my take on uh, Derrick Henry is the all-encompassing player. Maybe he doesn't play third downs as much because they grind his ass on first and second down, and he gets another first down on first down, and then he gets another first down on second down, and then it's first down again. So he plays a ton of snaps, which, and you talk about all encompassing. I don't want to call Derrick Henry the perfect player, but he's damn near the perfect player. And I'm talking about not just on the field, I'm talking about off the field. You talked about that contract negotiation. That's a team-friendly deal. It's oh, yeah. not it like Christian McCaffrey's deal is not a team-friendly deal. <laughs> it is not. It's a team-debilitating deal. <laughs> right? And you don't yeah. want that. That is something that will help the Tennessee Titans if him and, Ter- uh, and Ryan Tannehill continue to stay healthy over the next several years. They can extend their Super Bowl window because they won't be – cap strapped yeah and the salary cap will continue to rise now that we've come out of a world pandemic right right? so uh, that that's where i think what derrick henry offers needs to go also into this list that matt williamson is just forgetting about it's just like i wouldn't have that big of an issue if derrick henry was second behind somebody else like i then that's just difference of opinion but having derrick henry fifth is insane. And you talked about going off the deep end. I think Tina went off the deep end with her paragraph, all caps. Where I'm not going to show it on screen because it's got some expletives in it. But basically, Tina said, this dude needs to shut the hell up by opening his mouth. He shows what a complete effing moron he is. I'm just a little pissed. Can you tell? <laughs> and so then she just ends it with kiss my lily white bleep, which I think is hilarious, Tina, going full off the deep end on this. So here's what we want to do because I I do think this is interesting. Let's ask you guys, who are your top three running backs in the NFL right now? So we want you guys to rank your top three running backs in the NFL right now. But first, let me tell you guys 
about our friends over at Bone and Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org. You know one place that Derek Henry does not go a lot? That's the training room because he's not injured. But all of us other normal human beings, injuries happen in our life, and you need to know who to go to and who to trust when that injury occurs. The Bone and Joint Institute uh, is exactly who you should trust with whatever injury that happens with you or someone you love. Boneandjointtn.org, the reader's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. Just check them out, boneandjointtn.org. Over a dozen doctors who work right there in that facility. They do everything in that state-of-the-art facility as well. Boneandjointtn.org. Bet MGM is hooking you guys up tonight, the play-in game, Grizz Spurs. So here's the deal. The promo code ATOZ100. You bet $1 money line bet to win $100 if the Grizz or Spurs hit a three-pointer. You can't beat that. They're basically gifting you money. That's ATOZ100 tonight, play-in game. Download the app. Use that promo code. And you're going to get basically $100 because bet your bottom dollar, somebody's hitting a three. Yeah, Somebody's hitting a three-pointer last night or, or tonight. Make sure that you use that promo code and download the, the BetMGM app today. Yep. So here's what we're doing right now, guys. We're asking you to rank your top three running backs in the NFL right now. Uh, I'll throw this back up there on the screen. Here are the top five running backs, according to Matt Williamson of the Pro Football Network. Five, Derrick Henry. Four, Dalvin Cook. Three, Alvin Kamara. Two, Saquon Barkley. And one, Christian McCaffrey. So I'm going to go through um, and say, let's see. Ronnie says Henry, then Cook, then Chubb. Ryan says Henry, McCaffrey, then Cook. Henry McCaffrey Cook from Lane. Brock says Henry Saquon Camara. Michael says Henry McCaffrey Cook. Dime says Henry Chubb Cook. Henry Chubb McCaffrey. Bobby, the first one that did not have Henry number one on our list. McCaffrey Henry Chubb. Uh, Ronald says Henry Camara Cook. Jeff with uh, Big Ten Jeff going with Saquon out of the Big Ten. Uh, Henry and Kamara. Rob says Henry, Kamara, Chubb, Henry, Chubb, McCaffrey, Henry, Chubb, McCaffrey. So there's a lot of, I mean, we've got the same name. It's Henry, a lot of love for Nick Chubb, a lot of love for Christian McCaffrey uh, in the top threes. But you guys consistently have Henry in the top three. The majority of you guys have Henry number one overall. So I have my top three, and then I have my next two. And okay. I... I'm lower on Saquon Barkley right now. He's going to have to prove again after coming off of that ACL that he can get back. I'm not just going to anoint him the number two or number one best running back in the league. I think that's stupid. Derrick Henry's number one. That's clear cut. I've said my piece on that. I believe that number two as impact is Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook is the reason why the Vikings went to the playoffs. Dalvin Cook is the reason why he stirs the drink for that team. Just like Derrick Henry stirs the drink for the Titans team, and I value that. Number three, I do believe it's close between Alvin Kamara and Christian McCaffrey. I think, I honestly think Christian McCaffrey at number three. I was wrong about Christian McCaffrey. I've admitted that, and I will continue to admit that. Christian McCaffrey has proved my ass wrong in the first few years. He also has to bounce back because of injury. Alvin Kamara has to prove that he can be just as reliable without Drew Brees. 
right? So a couple of proving points for those two, less proving points for my top two. Derrick Henry still has Ryan Tannehill, and not much has changed. Actually, more has improved for the Vikings offense heading into this season. So that's why those are my one and two. And then I have Christian McCaffrey, and then I have Algon Kamara. Here's my – I'm going to give one more, Austin. Okay. I think you better watch out for Jonathan Taylor. Yeah. Jonathan Taylor is my number five. Saquon Barkley is my number six. But Jonathan Taylor is rising up the ranks. I think he is going to, unfortunately for the Titans, because he plays for the Colts, he's going to have a breakout year even more than he did last year. Going unnoticed, Jonathan Taylor was the third best running back in the league as far as rushing yards. He had uh, just over, I mean, he had 1,100 yards. But there was a drop-off because Derrick Henry set the bar so high. I like Jonathan Taylor. I thought it was a great pick out of Wisconsin. But that's my top six. Man, that, it's crazy because no, somebody asked no love for Zeke. Yeah, Rob says no Zeke Elliott. No, Zeke can't hit, hold on to the damn ball. Yeah, he lost the Cowboys games yeah. single-handedly early in the season in the first half where they needed Zeke the most. They relinquished and just gave up leads or gave up points, excuse me, in the first and second quarter solely because of Ezekiel Elliott. So I think this top three list is pretty tough because Henry is number one for me. Like, obviously, we've talked about this now. We've been on live for 24 minutes plus today. Derrick Henry is the number one running back in the entire NFL. I I think it gets really difficult at number two because Ronald says McCaffrey is low on his list because he can't stay healthy. Well, Ronald, Christian McCaffrey played in all 16 games in the first three years. Then he played in three games last year. He scored five touchdowns in those three games. So he was still pretty good, but the injury is a concern, uh, just like it is with Saquon Barkley of being able to bounce back. I think it, because you have to, you know, win healthy, that whole, you know, juxtaposition that you have to add in there, the asterisk next to Christian McCaffrey, win healthy. I think he's number two, but I, I have to go with Alvin Kamara. Alvin Kamara is number two for me. His versatility and his ability to carry an offense especially when Michael Thomas was out uh, last year and then the year before when Drew Drew Brees missed time with his thumb injury. Alvin Kamara can do it all. He can line up anywhere. He had the the Christmas game where he scored six touchdowns, or maybe that was Thanksgiving, whichever one. He scored six touchdowns in a game, which was insane. I think Alvin Kamara is number two. And number three for me is Dalvin Cook because I think there's so much pressure on Dalvin Cook like there is with Derrick Henry just a little less uh, with Dalvin Cook, but he's he's really good. He can do it all. So my one through three are Henry, Kamara, and Cook. Yeah, I look, I think that there is kind of a log jam right there after yeah. Henry um, because it's hard to – I mean, they're not far off. You're splitting that, hairs. Like, you really yeah. are splitting hairs because Saquon Barkley is a freak. Nick But Chubb, you're not splitting hairs between Derrick Henry being five and one. No, and I think no, no, that's no. the premise of today's show. Yeah, you're splitting hairs from two to five after Derrick Henry's number one because Nick Chubb, I think, is deserving. He got banged up some last year. G-Man brings up that Dalvin Cook can be injury-prone at times. So you know, every Alvin Kamara doesn't get hurt. He doesn't. Like that guy is Gumby. He bends and he's and he bounces back and he's uh, he's very explosive. I, I think Alvin Kamara is number two for me because he's got the durability as well as long as doing everything. So that's what separates him from the others that could be vying for that two spot behind Henry. And you talk about a log jam. If you look at last year's running back production, 
Josh Jacobs, Nick Chubb, James Robinson, David Montgomery, all running backs with just over a 1,000 yards. Then you had Aaron Jones, then Jonathan Taylor, and then Dalvin Cook. And so the big thing that has really impacted this list has been injury. That's what it is. Yeah. yeah. Is the, the injury that occurred to Christian McCaffrey that kept on him, him coming in and out of the lineup last last year, which Matt Rule and his team did a pretty damn good job without him and with uh, Teddy Two Gloves. And then you, you look at what the Giants could be with their best player in Saquon Barkley. That's interesting. And yeah. I'm just going to sprinkle this out there. What if Aaron Rodgers gets traded there? That could be deadly. Because the Giants are kind of sneakily putting together a pretty good offense. I, and I think that sneakily they could be putting together a pretty good offer. <laughs> yeah, uh, for sure. So let's read some more comments. Uh, Tyson Life says, I like Camaro, but he's not the same as the others as a pure running back. Rob says, what about Joe Mixon from Cincinnati? Joe Mixon's good, too. He just got <laughs> lost. He's yeah, lost. he just gets – because he's in freaking Cincinnati. Uh, let's see. Uh, Chris – says, absolutely, I don't understand what else Henry has to do to be respected. Two in a row, league-leading rusher in a 2K season. Whoever made that list with Henry at five is an idiot. Matt Williamson uh, is an idiot, according to Chris Head. But, you know, if Derrick Henry leads the NFL in rushing next season, he joins – he is a walking Hall of Fame jacket. Because everybody who has led the NFL in rushing three consecutive years is in the Hall of Fame. And that's guys like Jim Brown, Emmett Smith – and uh, I think I'm leaving out a player, but it's Earl Campbell. I think it's literally those three, Jim Brown, Earl Campbell, and Emmett Smith. That's the, the group that Derrick Henry can join if he leads the league in rushing again this upcoming season. So, Austin, let's talk about the running back position and kind of what I think maybe it's evolved to. So when you talk about those running backs like the era of Emmett Smith and the 90s running backs that would – get paid massive amounts of money, be drafted, multiple running backs drafted in the first round. And then we saw this the change of running back by committee. Everybody just had two running backs. Not many uh, have drafted just singular running backs. Do you think we're getting back to more of the 90s mentality of getting that premier back? Um, well – it's the premier back who can do everything. Like Derrick Henry is still the outlier in this conversation because like Matt Williamson's not wrong in saying that Derrick Henry does not contribute in the passing game like these other guys does. He's just wrong for putting Henry fifth for that specific reason. Derrick Henry scores more touchdowns than any other non-quarterback in the NFL. That's fact. So, it, it, And I would right. say to that real quick, Austin, I would say that not being utilized in the passing game is not as great as being available. Yeah. Being available is the premier attribute that you can have yeah. as a if we're if you're even in this conversation, that because what's the what's the stick on all of these things? Let's go through the list. Christian McCaffrey, Ben Hurt, Saquon Barkley, Ben Hurt, Dalvin Cook, Ben Hurt, Nick Chubb, Ben Hurt. The only guy Alvin Kamara has stayed fairly healthy. But he does, he's not asked to do everything. He's not asked to get hit a lot. That's well, he's in a what very makes him elusive. He's in a very different offense. And the thing that Alvin Kamara does is he he avoids he avoids hit, yeah in a great and way. So, but Derrick Henry's uh, the only big time back out of this list that you, I can't sit there and say misses time. 
Alvin Kamara has missed four games total in his first four seasons in the NFL. Uh, Derek Henry, I believe, as I'm pulling it up now, has only missed two. He missed the Saints game a couple years ago that did not matter whatsoever. And I believe, yeah, he missed one game his rookie year with a calf strain when DeMarco Murray was the leading rusher in the AFC. So Derek Henry, super durable, especially with all the carries he's had. He's had 681 carries in the regular season alone over the last two years and has only missed one game. And he would have played in that game that he missed if the game would have meant something for the playoff standings that season, which it did not. So so back to the question, do you yeah. think that this era is coming back to premier backs? Um, I think that they, I think the NFL is starting to value the elite running backs who can change your offense. Like, I don't think that they're necessarily valuing in the average running back more. Cause like, again, like, like let's go back to the Matt Williamson list because Look, McCaffrey, Barkley, Kamara, Cook, and Henry, and then you add in Nick Chubb. Like, those guys are are great. Aaron Jones at eight is really good. Jonathan Taylor, you mentioned at nine, really good. Then it's Joe Mixon. After that, it's not very impressive. Like Austin, so that's a third thought, of the league. Yeah, right. So, or yeah, right out of a third of the league of 10 guys, right? Because then you got Austin Eckler, Miles Sanders, Cam Akers, Josh Jacobs, Chris Carson. Like, you know, you're not – those aren't guys that are breaking the bank. Those are replaceable running backs. You really have, you know, seven to eight running backs who are legitimate, you know, franchise running backs at this point in their careers. And you'll start to see some of these guys phase out because like running backs, short lifespan in the NFL, they will phase out earlier than most other positions and you'll have another crop come through. So I think what happened as you, if we kind of talked through this, in the 90s when running backs were valued a great deal, I feel like there was probably about 12 or 13 premier-type running backs. Yeah. Then overcompensated, and we probably got to about five premier running backs a handful of years ago when that trend is, okay, we'll draft you, Alfred Morris, you're in, then you're out, right? Now we're kind of coming back to 10. We're, we're not, at, not at 13 to 15, but we're, they're at 10, and you can start to feel it within the league. Everybody's trying to find their quarterback. We know that. And they got to have help on the outside and the tight end position. But I do think the value of a running back is getting more towards the Emmett Smith era than it was during the Adrian Peterson era. Yeah, um, I, I will agree with Malachi um, here saying, Malachi Perry saying, Josh Jacobs, I think he's closer to the top and the bottom. Hey, Matt Williamson has Josh Jacobs 14th on his list behind Miles Sanders, Cam Akers, and Austin Eckler. Like, I think Josh Jacobs kind of getting slotted there, but nobody cares about the Raiders here on this show. Okay, so, Zach, let's get to this topic because I, I do think this is interesting. News came out yesterday that the Titans will spend time in Tampa practicing against the Bucs and Tom Brady in training camp. I think this gives the Titans an advantage going into the season. We'll talk about that. But first, tell everybody about Calvin and Suttle. Yeah, Calvin and Suttle is where you need to go get your brand new hardwood floors. And it's very, very easy to initiate that, that call. 615-448-6414. That's all you have to do. 615-448-6414 or online at calvinandsuttle.com. 
We display and showcase hardwood floors every day on this show. Knock on wood if you're with me. I'm with you, and you should be with Calvin and Subtle. You talk about Josh Jacobs knocking on wood for the the Raiders. You could be knocking on that hardwood floor. You're, you and your wife, instead of being knocking, well, you may be knocking boots because the family's going to be happy dancing around the kitchen in brand-new hardwood floors. This is the Angelino. It lightens up. It pops. It makes your kitchen feel a lot better than that old musky carpet. Rip up the old musky carpet and put in brand new hardwood floors, 615-448-6414. It is the sports powered by BetMGM. Real quick, we'll talk about the Titans practicing got the Bucks. We got two things today for BetMGM. So listen up, two things. One for new users, one for you guys who are already with us on the BetMGM app. So new users, listen up. Download the app today. Use our promo code ATOZ100, and you put a $1 money line bet on either the Grizz or the Spurs, and if either of those teams hit a single three-point shot, you win $100 in free bets. That's easy. So that's code ATOZ100 for new users. Now for everybody who's currently on the BetMGM app like Zach and I, the Warriors are risk-free today. The Warriors play the Lakers. They're currently underdogs. I believe the spread's at five and a half. So if you were to do a money line bet or a spread bet on the Warriors, that bet is risk-free up to 25 bucks, meaning if you hit the bet, you win the money, right? If it's risk-free and you lose the bet, you get that back in a free bet. So watch for the opt-in for the Warriors risk-free bet tonight on your app, that BetMGM. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. You must be 21 years or older. You must be present in Tennessee. And for gambling problem support, call the Tennessee Redline at 800-889-9789. All right, Zach, so how excited are you about uh, Titans at Bucks training camp, right? You, you're pretty pumped about that? Yeah, well, it will be bittersweet for me, Austin, because yeah. unfortunately I will not be able to attend as our company grows. Uh, money never sleeps, as we say in this company, and uh, I've got to go uh, create, and and I will not be able to attend this. It it saddens me because I would like to figure out a way that I could go, but, <laughs> I, and I have. Don't, don't I, I? I have put in a lot of brain yeah. power to figure out how I can fly down to Tampa, but. We'll be launching our Dallas market as we approach this football season. And so uh, bittersweet would be right. my one word. Now, so Zach might not be there, but A to Z will be represented in Tampa. And maybe even Atlanta, too, if, if the Titans go to Atlanta for training camp. We'll be boots on the ground for great training camp coverage that we always have. But I do think this gives the Titans an advantage. Zach, list to me the, the long, talented group of Tampa Bay Buccaneer wide receivers. Just list the wide tell me the wide receivers the Bucks have. Oh, right now I thought you were yes. talking about the history of the Bucks. I was no, like Jacques Green. No, uh, right now. Uh, uh Mike Evans, uh you obviously have Chris Godwin, you've got Cameron Braid at tight end, OJ Howard has come back from an Achilles injury, uh, Antonio Brown, pretty deep wide receiver group. Yeah, and the rookie from Minnesota who came on pretty strong. It's got some nice promise there too, right? Yes. So now the Titans' new defensive backs that were not here last year, not starters last year, Amani Hooker now in the starting lineup, Caleb Farley, Elijah Molden, Kevin Johnson, Janoris Jenkins will all have a massive role. Christian Fulton will have a bigger role this upcoming year than last year. The Titans' secondary needs a crash course of playing and practicing against elite passing game and elite weapons, and they're going to get that 
for three days or so down in Tampa. So the massive advantage I think the Titans can get is going down to Tampa, having their young corners and their new players in the secondary practice against the best in Tom Brady and all the weapons they have to make sure they get shirt up for the regular season. And I'll just add to it. If the Titans, in fact, do go down and practice against the Falcons, the Falcons are no slouches either when it comes to the passing game. So I think two fantastic opportunities for the Titans passing defense and the secondary to gel together with basically all new pieces surrounding Kevin Byard. I think this is a big deal. So I will say this on, on what your concept is. After watching a lot of NFL practice in my lifetime, the one thing that is different when you practice against another team, and especially you could even say this year, because really the main, I don't know Josh Reynolds, but the only dog as far as, far as wide receiver the Titans have is A.J. Brown. Right. And I mean by dog, a guy that's going to practice hard, get in your face, and make you better. I know Mike Evans. I've seen Mike Evans practice when Tampa was here a couple of years ago. He is a dog. Deshaun Jackson at the time, dog. Those guys go after the corners and do force young guys to, and it, and it's all about game speed, right? Are you going to play with the level of game speed in training camp? It's been dumbed down so much. They don't do two-a-days. They don't practice that often. Half the time they're in shells. So I, I, I value this take, Austin, because I do think that as a new cornerback group, you need to get in there and – Mike Evans needs to teach your ass a thing or two about going up and getting a jump ball as his 6'5 frame and long arms catches a touchdown in the back of the end zone and does that dance. Well, yeah, the one-on-one -on -one reps, you know, Christian Fulton guarding Chris Godwin in a one-on-one -on -one drill, that's valuable too. But I, I where I think it's the more, more valuable is the seven-on-seven -seven drills and the full team drills, because remember that one word Kevin Byard kept saying over and over and over last year after the Titans defense would give up 30 points in a game? Communication. Is that they were lacking communication. There was a problem with how they were communicating with each other on the field. And so getting those seven-on-seven -seven reps against Tom Brady's passing game in practice and the full 11-on-11 11 11 against Brady in practice with all these new faces in the secondary will at least give them – uh, an op a great opportunity for a crash course in gelling together before the season starts. And I, and I really do like the I, possibility of them being in Atlanta too. So you could have back-to-back -back weeks practicing against the Falcons in Atlanta, practicing against the Bucks in Tampa, back-to-back -back weeks right before you have the third preseason game and then take a couple weeks off before the season. I think it's a really big deal for the Titans defense to help gel together. It doesn't necessarily get you prepared to go up against Kyler Murray, but it no, does. You got two veteran quarterbacks who stand that can, still that, that can throw darts, right? Yes. But your first game, it ain't going to be dart thrower. It's going to be a guy running around getting third downs with his legs. But still, I, I do think it's really important. So let's ask this question Is it a big deal, small deal, or no deal? Big deal, small deal, or no deal that the Titans will have joint practices? with the Bucks in Tampa. But first, let me tell you guys, Louis says, for Mandu. For Mandu, yeah, for Mandu. How about that? How about Mandu, the pulse of fitness, where a 15-minute workout equals five-plus hours in the weight room. Mandu.com, your first workout is absolutely free. Guys, it is real. It is legit. It's 15-minute workout 
of full body electronic muscle stimulation that simulates over five hours in the regular weight room. I don't have time for the regular weight room anymore. I just don't. And I also have a bad shoulder. Zach's got a weaker back. I've got a bad knee. And Mandu is perfect. You have back problems. You do. You say that all the time. No. You're not doing deadlifts in the weight room. Well, but just because I'm not doing deadlifts doesn't mean I have back problems. You, you know, you, Zach, I, you, I just don't want you to throw an injury on me that I'm not well, injured. You've had, you've I, had I support and endorse Mandu, but I do not have back problems. You have You've had back injuries in the past. You've talked to me about that. You said you talked when, about how was this? When was the last time I had a back problem? Pre-Mandu, which we're on year three of Mandu, so you haven't had a back problem anytime since, right? That's what I'm saying. I Mandu. Well, you said I have back problems. You've and had I don't. back problems, and now you don't have back problems because Mandu has helped strengthening your back, just like I don't have shoulder problems anymore because of Mandu. Mandu.com, your first workout. Is absolutely free. Go check it out, mandu.com. <laughs> Pretty soon you can be like, you know, Zach's a virgin, but he still drives a Hyundai. You know, he's an <laughs> like, There's zero correlation to that. You're just you're just spewing lies. I'm not spewing lies. Like you had you've had back injuries, and you probably would not go deadlift, but you can go work on that and do mandu deadlifts and be better for it. Well, you'll be better for it for downloading the BetMGM app. We've got a special pro promo code for today. That is Bet uh, on BetMGM. That is ATOZ100. $1 money line bet on the Spurs Grizz. $1 to win $100. If anybody hits a three pointer, it's basically giving you free cash. That's ATOZ100 right there for BetMGM. All right, A to Z Sports, the question is to get us back on track is the Titans are holding joint practices in Tampa with Tom Brady and the Bucks. This is a big deal, small deal, or no deal. G-Man says, could be a big deal. Franklin says, we're talking about practice. Matt says, big deal. Uh, Danny says, you also have the Bucks front seven who will apply the same or more than the Cards front seven. Yeah, but I guess in practices and training camp, you know, the skill guys that work in space, I think get better work it's more comparable to the game than the O-line and D-line because the O-line and D-line, they're not, they're not going full speed. You're still not tackling to the ground, but covering guys and getting open is full speed. Uh, Louis says big deal. Stacy says small deal. Chris says small deal. Darren says big deal. Uh, J-Mo says big deal. Ronnie says big damn deal. Alex says big. Titan says, says big. Dom says big every year you have that joint practice against Brady to go to the AFC championship game. That's just true. They're one for one on that of uh, AFC championship games or that uh, Brad says big deal because of everything you just stated. Austin Maurice says, this is big. Ahmad says big deal. The young secondary getting valuable reps against the top tier wide receivers in the league. Uh, Bobby says, I think it's a small deal. It's nice. They go out and practice against another team for a week, but training camp is so watered down now. Anyway, Zach, what is your answer? So I started before the show. I probably was a no deal. Uh, and then I'll, I'll give credit to you, Austin. I think you brought up a couple of good points about the cornerbacks versus wide receivers. I, I gave, I think I gave that a little bit of credit that influenced my, my final decision. And then obviously you've got the goat. Anytime you're in the presence of greatness, maybe it will rub off on you. Yeah. Rob just said that right there. Anytime right. So you I, I Brady is big. Yeah. I, I'm with Rob and I've, Look, I've been on the field with Tom Brady, just covering him, and it was a great experience. I felt like, uh, you know, more of a badass. I was yelling at people afterwards because just like Brady's yelling at Josh McDaniels to get his guys in gear. Uh, 
being around Tom Brady, Brady, can you can do two things. You can be in awe, or it can make you better because you are you have to grind harder so you're not embarrassed, right? Yeah. You know? It, it's it's like being in front of a beautiful woman. It's like, oh, are you gonna cringe and be like, oh, I don't know what to do, or is it gonna make you better? What are you gonna do when pressure is on and Tom Brady is whizzing one right by your ear to Mike Evans? Is that going to help you? I I put a little bit of weight into that. So I, I say this is a small deal. I go back to Bobby's comment. The reason why it's not a big deal is because it's watered down. Uh yeah, I, look, overall training camp is a I guess I'll answer it this way. Overall training camp is watered down, that's right. But if if we want to change this question to to specifically about the Titans secondary, it could not be a bigger deal. So I, I my answer is big deal on this. I truly do think the Titans getting an opportunity for one of their their two Achilles they had two Achilles heels last year. Pass rush and secondary. And oftentimes they crushed each other, right? The pass rush wasn't good, so everybody else behind them got smoked. Or the pass rush got there, but they got there late because the secondary allowed the ball to get out because Jonathan Joseph is playing at safety depth. So I think, I think, yeah, and I agree with Marvin. Wide receiver versus DB in training camp is not watered down. Covering and getting open is full speed in uh training camp when it comes to those specific drills. And so that's where I think the advantage is, is the Titans can get this with all these new faces. And there's such a big emphasis on communication and continuity with the coaching staff on defense. This is a big deal for the Titans. Yeah. I think putting a little bit more into it than, than I I am, but it's going to be fun, right? I mean, Titans on the road, I, yeah. you know, I, I think that, that there is some value there, but uh, it's still preseason. Yeah, and uh, Bobby says is Farley going to be on the field by training camp? That's the the idea from Caleb Farley because he rebuked it in the name of Jesus that he wouldn't even be ready. Uh, so Caleb Farley says that. Ben also asked, is Lawan going to be ready and healthy by training camp? Yeah, Lawan should be ready to go because he tore his ACL in October. So he should be plenty ready to go once training camp starts. So – I think, you know, you, you hope that your football team is as healthy as it is when you start training camp so you can move forward and prepare and you stay healthy. Uh, but, yeah, I, I think it's a big deal. Oricos on YouTube says, anytime new players can work together, there's more opportunity to learn how one of their plays to prepare for a regular season, no doubt. Because two years ago, with Logan Ryan, Vaccaro, Butler, Adoree, Byard, NMCNB, my man catch no balls, they lived up to that. They were good. They were really good secondary they lost some pieces with Logan Ryan leaving. Uh, Vaccaro got banged up. Adori was out for like 13 games, and the play suffered everywhere. And so they have to be able to get back to where they were a couple years ago with a legit secondary on defense. Yeah, I'm with that. All right, Zach, this is a fun question. You, you, I'm just you brought up this question in our pre-show meeting, so I'm gonna let you set it up. Well, so uh, what we usually do in our topics is we have a, a smaller topic right before our end of show topic, and today is Wednesday, so our end of show topic is throwing shade. I'm curious to hear what Austin shade is. Um, but he was like, hey, what's a, a smaller topic? I was like, well, let's ask the people, what's the best city in the state of Florida? 
<laughs> I, I'm now, and it was now, and it was like, oh, that's kind of stupid. And then I started to think, it was like, yeah, it's kind of stupid, but I'm also very intrigued because you can go a lot of different ways. You can go to South Beach. You can go to Fort Lauderdale. You can go to Gainesville if you're a Gators fan. Like, where's where's Big Pat? Do you, you go to Tampa? Like the Titans are going to go, you can go to Jacksonville, Orlando, Destin, PCB, Tallahassee, if you're with those Knowles, and Bobby Bowden. There's a lot of different places you can go in the state of Florida. So the question we're going to ask you, what's the best city in the state of Florida? Yeah. It's we're already very, getting some good answers. It's going to be working. very interesting. I, I cannot wait to read these. Because uh, you can make a case for it. Whoever, whatever you say for the best, you can also make a case that it's the worst. Right. In the Florida, right. It That's, go, it goes you, both it's ways. unique. Yes. All right, Zach. So we'll read some of these answers and give our own answers to the what is the best city in the state of Florida. But first, tell everybody about Wilson County Hyundai. Wilson County Hyundai is where you need to do to get to your next ride, whether it's the Hyundai Sonata, whether it's the Elantra, the Santa Fe. They have you hooked up or their full size SUV, which is the all new 2021. Hyundai Palisade. You can see at the bottom of that screen that white Palisade. You can get a white, black, red, green, blue. Doesn't matter. They have them in stock at Wilson County Hyundai. Go online at Wilson County Hyundai to check out their inventory. Payne Bone and his team, the owner of the dealership, will hook you up with a great price and the perfect make and model for you and your family. You may be buying it for your wife, your entire family. You may be buying it for yourself. You may be buying it for your 16 or 17-year-old daughter or son, whatever it is, choose Hyundai, but choose WilsonCountyHyundai.com. A to Z Sports, BetMGM. Again, two things for today. Download the app for new users. Download, sign up with code ATOZ100, and you get a $1 Moneyline bet. Gets you $100 when you have that Moneyline bet on the Grizz or Spurs, and those teams hit a single three-pointer, you win 100 bucks. Also, watch for the opt-in today, all BetMGM users. Watch for the opt-in today for the Grizzly. I'm sorry, for the Warriors to be risk-free up to 25 bucks a day. So get ready for that. BetMGM, download the app, code ATOZ100 for new users today. So Zach, uh, answering the questions and reading your comments. Yeah, uh, I, I want to bring this up real yeah, quick. What's the, okay. Ryan says losing Kerry Coombs was the reason the secondary dropped off. That never really is said as enough. It's definitely part of it. There's no doubt that that's a big factor in the lack of secondary uh, play last season. I mean, there, everything happened, right? Like the secondary is dependent on the pass rush. The secondary is dependent on a lot of different things. They did not have a lot of talent there early in the year because of a Dory's injury. And they were relying on Breon Borders and Jonathan Joseph and Ty Smith. And they got picked on. Uh, so, and Vaccaro did not look healthy towards the end of the year. So, it, a lot of factors went into that. But Kerry Coombs absolutely was a big was a big factor. All right, let's read your comments on what's the best city in the state of Florida. Datsun goes with the Keys. G Man says uh, Daytona. Destin from Stacy. Fort Lauderdale from Ben Hall. Destin from Kyle. We've had a lot of different answers. Tampa, uh, PCB. Tra- oh, he's just saying a trash city. Uh, Lake PCP? Buena Vista, <laughs> yeah, PCP, <laughs> uh, Miami from Kronsky, um, uh, Anna Maria Island. Ooh, definitely not Jacksonville. I don't know if I've ever heard of Anna Maria Island, but uh, it looks sounds good. Uh, Tallahassee from Louis, uh, Daytona when the Daytona 500, 
uh, MIA coming in from uh, Duran, Talanasty, Gainesville. Uh, Gainesville? No. Like, and then Jeff says Gainesville is trash. Yeah, you cannot pick Gainesville. Orlando, Tampa area. Orlando says Orlando. Right? Siesta Key, big MTV person right there from John Marco Presley. Loves the reality show. What's your opinion on this? So, There's a lot. We've gone through a lot of cities. Yeah, I've never been to Miami. Um, I've driven through. Expensive. And, Miami's yeah. expensive. And so, you know, I, I've never been to Miami. I've pit stopped in Jacksonville. I've been to Orlando. I've been to Tampa and the surrounding like Clearwater area, right? That which is really nice. Like, if there's one place to live, like if you want to live in Florida, Clearwater is a good opportunity. Yeah, not out, Tampa. Not Tampa, but yeah, it's outside of Tampa, and the beaches are really nice. Uh, a, a you know low key city. Or you a family man, Seaside Davidson see, brings that like, up. I don't thirty a. See, that's just basically Middle Tennessee, just. Planted in Florida for a week or so in the summer. Like I don't, I, I'm out on 30A. I will say that I'm out on. Have you 30A. been to 30A? Of course I have. Oh, like, I, it's a question. I've only been there once. Really? Uh, yeah. All of 30A, whether it's Seaside, Rosemary, uh, Destin, uh, Panama City, everything in between, I'm cool with not going back there. Yeah, Omar says Miami if you balling. I, I do think Fort Lauderdale is pretty cool in the like Hollywood, Florida. I've been in that area three times for different trips, and I've always had a fun time. And I think you can either do it cheap or you could do it big in those areas. And I think there's nice there's nice enough areas around where you could live there, have a nice nice lifestyle, uh, and have stuff to do. So I would probably say the Fort Lauderdale area is probably the best that I've been. Yeah, that's fair. So I, I, I'm struggling with this. I think in the perfect case, and I've just went down to the Florida Keys a, a month ago or so. Uh, I've done the Gulf, like the, the pure Gulf Coast. I used to live in Orange Beach, Alabama, which is right near Pensacola. I, I'm not going to say that. I think the perfect scenario is right around is it's the keys, but it's all about travel, right? I want to be able to get and, and go to Miami. It's the closest thing to Miami. It's about 45 minutes to an hour away if you're in Key Largo, but you also can go down the keys. You can go fishing, but you're in a beach town, right? It's not necessarily a city. So I'm kind of, I my, my final answer would probably be Miami because you can do all of that stuff, but you got to have the cash. Yeah, and that's that's why I think like the Fort Lauderdale surrounding area is close enough to Miami where you could go do Miami if you wanted to, but then also not. Yeah, I, so, but South I, Beach is fun. Again, I've you ne- again, I've never been. I've never been to Miami, so I, I you know, I don't know. I, I've been to the Keys, but that again, that's more like towns, not necessarily city. So you know, if we're, if we're talking city, like. Some of the Bocas have, are pretty nice because they're more like retirement communities. So it just depends on the stage of life. Right. <laughs> uh, but no birds. Yeah. But so I, I would, my final answer would have to be for this conversation, uh, Fort Lauderdale. Rob says, who the hell said Daytona? <laughs> yeah, I've never been to Daytona. I don't plan on going to Daytona. <sighs> no. Same. If I'm going to a race, I'm going to Talladega or Bristol. I'm not going to Florida to go to a race. I've never been to a NASCAR race. It's something Same. I would like to do. I've never been either. So if anybody wants to hook us up, 
maybe we'll see what, what we can do. <laughs> All right, Zach, it is time for throwing shade. I, I told you guys at the beginning of the show, I have been sitting on my shade and thinking about it nonstop since 7.30 last night, and it's been driving me crazy. I'm ready to unload this shade and get it off of my chest. But first, let me tell you guys about Renters Warehouse. Renterswarehouse.com. They're the professional landlords in the Nashville area where uh, you can go to Renterswarehouse.com and find out how much your home can rent for. There's so many different ways you can use Renters Warehouse to your benefit. They create extra cash flows for you and your family. They create long-term equity, which helps you get long-term wealth. If you have a son or daughter who's graduating because it's graduation season, they need someone to live, someone to rent out. They have a great inventory across the mid-state at a bunch of different price levels to find that perfect renting spot for you. And whatever your situation is in, renterswarehouse.com is where to go. Izzy Sports Bet MGM. Download the app today. They are the title sponsor of this morning show. Austin, I'm curious about this shade. Yeah. I'll go first with my shade because I think your shade is going to be better. Mine is more of a reiterating shade. I need to reiterate, and it's something, Austin, I think you know about. We mentioned this last week a little bit, yeah. but this reiterating shade, when you email somebody, <laughs> reply all. Reply all. We have now, as a company, have to put a disclosure at the bottom because this is becoming a problem. Asterisk. Reply all, please. I mean, you have to. I I am only good as the information that I have. And there's a circumstance. I won't name names. But this week, I got upset at, a, at an employee for this company. And I, when I get upset, I you know probably can see how that works. I wasn't. I was. I was pretty adamant about what I was stating. He was saying that there was an email that came in, and I go. I don't see the damn email. I'm looking. <laughs> I'm pretty good at looking at emails. I don't see it. Ends up, he did send the email, but he played himself. Didn't reply all. So there's nothing that I can do. I'm only good for the information I have. Reply all. Make yeah. sure you look at that and make sure everybody is on that email so it doesn't have to be forwarded on and on. We're grown-ass people, right? It's not like we're 15 or 16 in high school. It's like you're grown-ass men and women. So my shade is people that do not reply all. And it's not just that one instance. No. It's happened to us five to six times in the last several weeks. And, and Ryan says Zach is repeating the same shade he has for three years. That's because, Ryan, it has been a problem. <laughs> I don't know why all of a sudden the lack of replying all has become this big of an issue for Zach and I over the last three months. Maybe it's just because we're emailing with that different, many more people. Different and more people, yes. New people, more people, people from all over the place for different reasons that, you know, Zach and I work together on everything. If we email somebody, we're both on it so that you can reply all. So if I don't see it, Zach can, or vice versa, and we can jump on it. But man, and, and Ben says, Zach, that email was still in your inbox. Though. It was not because the reply just came to me. <laughs> so, and I did not, it's not my job to check to see that Zach got an email or not. But yeah, the Dom says the reply all is a dangerous game though. 
yeah, if you're sending in a company email and you live and you work in an office full of a hundred people, sure. But when you're emailing with like three people in a conversation, replying all is keeping people in the group. Uh, we're not replying to like a dozen people in an email. Reply all. So that's that's legit there for sure. So more shade to read. Uh, hey, Louis says, uh, my shade is I want to see more people push the like button. There you go. Hit the like button. That's fine for me. Uh, Dom has a good one. Shade at the fake Dean Pease that faked out the tryout. That was going to be my uh, – Dom, I think you, you brought that up. That was going to be my shade, and then I got distracted by this uh, reply all uh, stick that I had just been affected my life for the last several days. But shade on that guy. Austin PDB. Yeah, I, you read this story? Yeah. That sucks. That really sucks. So what uh, happened was – uh, he got catfished, and somebody posing as Dean Pease on a 404 number, which is the Atlanta area code, said that, hey, the Atlanta Falcons wanted him to try out for minicamp, wanted to invite him down to uh, wherever their facility Rookie is. Rookie minicamp, yeah. And he drives down there and gets pushed away and is like, hey, man, we don't know what you're talking about. That has not been any of us. And so some catfish dude – and. And you know what? The, the, the Austin PDB who got catfish did take the high road. I actually am curious about if he found out who did it or what, if it was just right. a goof, was it a friend or old friend? Uh, but that that is big time shade of trying to play because he went out there, made it public, probably told the people that he loved was, hey, man, I'm getting this opportunity for the Falcons. Everybody was rooting for him. And then all of a sudden it was a big fat photo. Yeah, that, that really sucks. I feel for the guy that nobody should have to deal with that. Having Thinking their dream is about to be reached or about to have an opportunity to reach their dream and then have it ripped it away because you got... It's anybody that catfishes anybody. You loser. <clears throat> yeah. You're a loser. You sit at home, you're fat, you're ugly, and you're posing as somebody that you're not just to get a rouse out of anybody. That, it's the same thing of, uh, who was the Notre Dame? Manti Teo. Oh, God. Like, I understand don't get catfished, but an elaborate play, a trick or plan, sometimes it's human nature to fall into it. So uh, shade on anybody that catfishes anybody. You're a loser. Get a life. Oh, and usually I the mean, reason why they're catfishing is because their own insecurities with themselves and they have bigger problems, right? They're the people with the problem. Could you imagine if the Manti Teo story happened like today? Oh my gosh. He, yeah, because that thing was huge. Like it was so big. The Manti Teo story and the the twists and turns that that thing took because she died. Like, oh my God. It was just absolute craziness for like three weeks back in that year. So, okay. Zach, my shade. <sighs> Yesterday evening, I was in a public place and I don't have control over the music that this place was playing. But over the loudspeakers, came on a song that is driving me and has been driving me crazy for now almost 14 hours. My shade is at Luke Bryan's hunting, fishing, and loving every day. This is the worst song I have heard. In, and it's not new. And it's not the first time I've heard it. But it's the first time I've heard it in a long yeah. time. <laughs> this is the most unoriginal lyrics unoriginal lyrics I have ever been able to pull up and just 
cliche after cliche. Butch Jones would even be embarrassed at the amount of cliches that Luke Bryan has in this damn song. Hunting and fishing and loving every day. That's the prayer this country boy prays. Thank God he made me this way. Black coffee in the morning, dark whiskey in the evening. Get red dirt rich, Flint River pay. Hunting, fishing, loving every day. Like, shoot me in the face. It is that awful. <laughs> I cannot stand country music like that. So bad. So bad. No originality. No creativity. Just saying buzzwords that's going to get chicks on bachelorette parties with cowboy hats and boots to scream it on top of something that should not be in the middle of Broadway in Nashville. Works. It's so bad. It slaps. It's so bad. <laughs> And it has been stuck in my head because I, I looked at my wife when I heard it and I said, this is my shade tomorrow. And ever since I said that, I have not been able to get it out of my brain. Hunting, fishing, loving every day. I, I cannot. That's the wait. prayer that this it's country boy It's so prays. stupid. It's so bad. It's like, come up with something that actually takes you, that actually takes talent to write. You're not using any talent to write that. It's so stupid. And I and I cannot I hate that people love that song. I I it drives me crazy. <laughs> that is my shade. Hey guys, it's Luke Bryan. Oh my Kermit the Frog might as well be singing that song. <laughs> I got a buddy, he's from South Georgia, and he could do the best Luke Bryan impersonation of like just talking. Because he has that Georgia accent. Like, I can't do it. I sound like Kerber the Frog. Mine's the extreme version of, uh, hey, guys, love you guys. I mean, that, that's basically what he says. But, hey, man, that's country music for you. Oh, it's so bad. It's like he just says. You're on a red dirt road, though, he, this ripping is a, cigs in your truck. You oh, just feel this, it feels right. This is, a, this is a line in the song. Early in the morning and late in the evening. That's literally a line in the song. That's a lyric. Th there's nothing to that. I mean, it hits close to home. There's we, nothing we, to everybody that. experiences that. There's zero substance to anything in this song. <laughs> it's just cliche and cliche and buzzwords and keywords. It's like he's literally just trying to get his SEO to work well on the internet via the song lyrics. It's smart. It's so bad. It's so bad. It's painful. It's awful. It's stupid. I hate it. Well, we learned something today. Austin doesn't like Luke Bryan, but loves Florida Georgia Line. It's a I crazy world Georgia. we like, live in. When when <laughs> when I when Zach put this graphic up, and Zach did not know my shade, but Zach put this graphic up, and me knowing my shade and seeing those tools on the screen, maybe just say words that I cannot repeat. And Zach, you were there to uh, to say yes, that happened. Well, that is our shade for the day. I God. learned a little bit more about Austin today. We all did. <laughs> all right. Have a great rest of your Wednesday. We'll be back for a Titans Thursday. The Preds playoff game two is tonight. So we'll see if the Preds can bounce back. Don't forget, pregame. little pregame with the zone with Alex Dorty and Will Bowling. Uh, and then a little postgame reaction with them as well on our Facebook and YouTube page. What's up? Real quick, you actually didn't pick the right song that is the worst because the worst written song that actually tells the story of what you were just trying to tell and Mark Jones hits it is Sunrise, Sunburn, Sunset, Repeat. 
Look those lyrics up. I don't. And I don't, then get a gun. Again, where I was yesterday, hunting, fishing, loving every day, came over the speakers, and I had to get the hell out of that situation. I had to leave that place to run away from that song. Everybody have a great Wednesday. We'll see you tomorrow morning. Have a good one. Thanks. Adios.